Well, hey, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm your host, your friend, and your sister in Christ, Georgia Brown. And truly, I am so grateful that you are here for this week's conversation. Today, we are hanging out with our sister in the Lord, Brianne Ehrman, and I am so grateful for this friend. She is a real-life bestie, and I'm just so grateful for the way she points me to Jesus. She is the host of the Free and Redeemed podcast, and most of all, she is a beautiful daughter of the King that is soaking up the sun in sunny California and she has a pure heart. She wants nothing but Jesus and I am so grateful for that. As we dive into this conversation about the King of Kings, Jesus, as we talk about that name, the name above all names, the name of Jesus and why we pray in Jesus' name. And so we just talk about how good the Lord is and how Brianne has seen him faithful in and throughout her story in these past seasons as she has been going through a lot of hills and valleys. And I am so grateful that we can just journey together in this life as sisters and truly fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. So I truly pray that this conversation blesses you, that it meets you right where you're at. And let's just go ahead and dive right in. My sister, Brianne, thanks for joining us today. I'm so excited to hang out with you. Oh, I'm always excited to hang out with you, Georgia. <laughs> You're so fun. God is so kind to give us sweet friendships in this lifetime. And ever since I met you, I was like, that that's my sister. You know, when you just meet someone and you, your hearts are just aligned and you're like, I know we live on opposite sides of the country, but like, hey, girl, you're my girl. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I feel the same way. When I met you, I mean, you're just such a special person, Georgia. Like there truly is no one else like you. I remember when I first met you, we met at the camp. And so I initially met you there, but we didn't get as like a lot of time to really connect. But then later on, I just so happened to be with my friend at that salad place. But it was so cute because you walked in and you didn't see me, but you were just like, you're always beaming just with so much joy and the way that you're even chatting with the workers there. I like have told you this before, but I was just watching you. I'm like, wow, like even that's like how, you know, someone really loves Jesus is even in the everyday small mundane ways. You're just so, you just were just being so kind to them and just being Jesus to them. And I was like, I love this girl so much and I want to be her friend so badly because you just, you represent Jesus so well. So I'm genuinely honored to have you as a friend and to be on your podcast. Girl, I feel the same way. And that's what's so sweet is we get to see the lens of Jesus through people. And I see him through you, sister, like you hold up a mirror to who we are authentically in Christ. And it's deep, like it is deep. And I remember like I was sitting at a booth by myself. I got my salad. I had just come off a fast and I was like, Lord, I'm hungry. And it's so funny because there's two locations of that salad place. And I felt in my spirit to go to the one that's further away. And lo and behold, there you were. And you were sitting at the next booth over and I just got to share some sweet moments with y'all and camp had just ended and it was crazy that you were even there. Like you guys were about to head back to the airport. Like it was so divine and I never want to miss a moment that the Lord Mm -hmm. is doing. So we have to lean into the Holy spirit and lean into his voice of even like, where do you want me to go eat? Like it, it may seem so foreign, like to, to invite him into those details, but he delights in those details. Mm-hmm. And so the way I see Jesus through you is so constant, like it is deep and it's always, it's not always like sunshine and rainbows. It's like, Hey, it may be raining, but I know 
who made those raindrops. I know the provider. I know the great I am, the almighty, the good shepherd. And Mm -hmm. it comes from intimacy with him. So sis, like, take us back. Like, you had to have had a moment with him, an encounter with Jesus, because he is the name above all names. Like, it's evident that you know him. And so when did that begin? You're so sweet. Um, I mean, I have always loved the Lord. So I just, I don't really have like a moment that I came to Christ necessarily. It feels like, I don't even know how, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, but I've always loved, loved the Lord and have just had such a hunger to know him. And so I even have memories of me back in elementary school and middle school, spending time with my little pink Bible on my bed and just soaking in the word. But so when I was younger, I dealt with really high level anxiety. So I dealt with an anxiety disorder and we didn't really know where it was coming from or what it was rooted in or anything. Um, But I was like in and out of therapy. I missed all of sixth grade because it was something I was really bound by. And, um, and so that was really when I developed my relationship with the Lord and he was the only place that I found peace and comfort. And so I would, and he, he was the only one that I felt really understood me. And I just felt so seen by him because even with my own parents or my family or my counselor, even within myself, I felt like I didn't understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling and everything that was happening, but I just knew that he knew and the only place that I found any sort of relief from the anxiety that I felt day to day was sitting in his presence. And so mm-hmm. I feel like I just grew such a deep appetite for his presence at such a young age. And then it just grew and developed from there. And then um, I don't know how much you want me to share, but yeah. I ended up I ended up finding freedom from the anxiety um, once Come I on. graduated high school. And so it took a while, but it's actually funny that that we're really hitting on Jesus today because that the revelation of who Jesus is and what he did for us on the cross was my key to freedom mm. because I understood I grew up as I said in a Christian home grew up going to church loved the Lord had that deep well with him that I just described but I knew but I was I grew up in a in a church that was very conservative so they didn't really believe in the holy spirit and they didn't really believe in healing and they in what they taught in the church was that sometimes god will give us things like sickness or anxiety or depression in order to teach us lessons or build certain characteristics in us and so i would go to these healing services at my church and i would say you know i'm dealing with, with this anxiety and want freedom from it and so they'd lay hands on me and pray for me, but then the anxiety wouldn't go away. And they'd be like, okay, well, it looks like it's just not in God's timing. It's not in God's will to heal you. And so I grew up with the the um, the theology and the idea that God wanted me to have this anxiety. And so that's what kept me bound in it. But once I had graduated high school, I came across this pastor named Todd White, and he was just moving in signs and wonders and miracles. And he started preaching this gospel that I had never heard in all of my years growing up in church that Jesus didn't just die for our sins, but he actually died as us on the cross. And we actually get to associate ourselves with the death of Jesus and with the resurrection of Jesus. And so our old man is dead and and um, every effect of the fall of man was crucified on the cross of Jesus. And we actually get to identify as new creations in Jesus. And now it's no longer we who live, but the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And so I had this revelation like, wow, not only 
do, does, is this anxiety not from God, but it's from Satan, but I actually have authority through Christ over this thing. And so I took the second Timothy verse, um, where it says, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And that was like the weapon that the Lord placed in my hand. And so I have so many vivid memories of me waking up and I'd wake up as usual with a panic attack. Like I, that was just a constant thing I would deal with, but I, but I had realized that my feelings were, were not truth. The truth of who I was, was found in Christ. And God said that he has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So I just wake up every morning and just declare that over myself and just say, thank you, God, that you have not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love and a sound mind. And as I just stood on that truth within a couple months, the anxiety completely lifted off of me. And it was something that I never, ever dealt with again. And so I just have been coming to like new levels of freedom and have just realized that sanctification is a process and we're all growing up into the image of Christ, but that true freedom is available to us. Girl. <laughs> Sorry, I went on like a rant. <laughs> no, I needed all of that because it's true. There's so much there, sis. Like your story is so beautiful and important. And I'm so proud of you for rising up in your authority because it is the name of Jesus that breaks mm-hmm. every chain. It is the name above all names. And we have to understand that and walk in that because the Lord cannot deliver us from our friends. When we allow the enemy a seat at our table and we become comfortable with these with these demons in our life because the spirit of fear it doesn't say the emotion of fear yeah it's true fear is not an emotion it is a spirit but it says i didn't give you a spirit of fear but of power the spirit of power the spirit of love and the spirit of a sound mind and so what are you gonna speak with your tongue and even when those doctors or the people at church people even that are god-fearing people the enemy can still use their tongue to speak word curses over you we all like to say that there's blessings and you know we speak life but what about there's the other flip side of that there's word curses there are things Mm -hmm. that we come into agreement with that we don't have to because Mm -hmm. with everything that you speak you can either come into agreement with hell or come into agreement with heaven And so it's up to us to filter through, am I going to let that in my house? Yes, Mm -hmm. your physical house, but also the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so proud of you for waking up and rising up in your authority because I know even for a lot of our friends listening and me, myself and I, like there are days where it's like, oh, like I can't believe the truth right now, but he is the truth. So go to his word, take a verse, take second Timothy one seven and say, you know, you didn't give me this spirit. And so what were things that you do? Because it's still a process. You're still Mm -hmm. doing that. You're in another part of your healing journey, which is Mm -hmm. so beautiful. What are some things that you've been doing to speak life over areas that are being healed, being pruned, um, and being restored and made new in him? Hmm. Um, I mean, I definitely think getting into the word of God is huge. So mm-hmm. making a daily habit of that, whether I feel like it or not getting in that word, it's just, I love what Bill Johnson, the pastor of Bethel says, he says that you probably don't remember what you ate last Tuesday for breakfast, but it nourished you. And so in the same way, I feel like when we read the Bible, a lot of times we don't feel like it's doing anything, but we're being nourished by it, even if we don't feel like it's nourishing us. And so 
I get in the word every single day and just am filling my heart and storing that up in my heart and meditating on that. And then I feel like, especially in this last season, a big thing for me has just been casting my cares on the Lord and allowing him to just speak peace over me. And I love the verse where it says, be still and know that I'm God. And I feel like this last season, I haven't really used, I'm I'm like usually a big talker, <laughs> like growing up, I was like the talker in the family. And I feel like these last couple of years, I have been a lot quieter. And I think the Lord has just been just really speaking to my heart in a way that's even beyond words. And he has been healing my heart in these deep ways. And so I feel like just even making space for him to just come and like enter into my room or in my car, wherever I am, and to just sit with him and allow him to do whatever he wants in my heart. But, um, but yeah, I think mainly just like creating space for him to move, whether it's through his word or through just experiencing his presence has been really big for me. We don't make enough space for him. Mm-hmm. We, we we're kind of noisy people. We don't, we don't want to sit in the silence. You get in the car and you turn the radio on or a podcast, even though glad you're listening friends, Yeah, but, <laughs> but you know, like we don't sit in the silence. And I think sometimes we're afraid of what we might be greeted with because yeah. that's when we have to confront what we've been trying to drown out. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I mean, we have so many opportunities to distract ourselves, like whether it's with social media or like you're saying with podcasts or music where even back in the day, I mean, people, it was really common for them just to sit there in silence or even just to not have all of the noise all the time. And so I feel like in these last couple of years, I've really just had a lot more opportunities just to be silent before God. And like you're saying, seeing those things in my heart pop up that I didn't know that were there and letting the Lord process through those things with me has been really cool. Yeah, because being still doesn't mean being stagnant. Like mm-hmm. you may be still, but it doesn't mean you're not going somewhere. Like we talked about this before we hopped on, but the lyric, like, even when I don't see it, you're working yeah. like you yeah. never stop. You never stop working. I may not see it, but your ways and your thoughts are so much higher than I. So lead me to the rock that mm-hmm. is higher. And, mm-hmm. and so that's why we got to be in the word because when you get in the word, the word gets in you. Like you said, like that mm-hmm. is so good. And it's all about Jesus. It's mm-hmm. all about the gospel. And so Man, like you're out in California and it's such a beautiful thing and you're out by the ocean and that's such a beautiful way to see the father. Do you do you just go sometimes and you're like, wow, because what's so neat, I think about the scripture of the your thoughts about me outnumber the grains of sand. Yeah. And I think about not just on this beach, Lord, like all of them, all yeah. the beaches in all of the world, like just sitting there and seeing him, man, like tell me a little bit about seeing Jesus through his creation. How does he speak to you? I mean, definitely through the ocean, as you're saying. I mean, I go on walks by the ocean all the time. And there's something that I just read recently, but I don't even remember where it was from, but it was talking about how the Lord will speak to us through all different parts of creation. And it highlighted specifically the ocean and how just the consistency of God, how like the waves never stop coming. Like they keep coming. I honestly don't even know how all of it works, like how the waves keep coming, but It, it does. And it just represents the consistency of God. But, um, but yeah, I definitely, I mean, getting out in nature has helped me so much just seeing the Lord, but I definitely think the ocean speaks so much to me specifically. And I think just represents the faithfulness of God. Mm, that's so good. I was thinking today, Brie, about when Peter walked on the water mm. and 
he he stepped out of the boat. Mm-hmm. But all the other disciples, they watched. Mm-hmm. They watched while he walked. He walked towards Jesus. And we have so mm-hmm. many people that aren't willing to walk towards mm-hmm. him. And it is the name of Jesus that casts out all fear. Perfect love. He is that perfect love that casts out all fear. And so many of us are trying to hide from him when mm-hmm. he he's like, I'm right here. Just call out to me. Call mm-hmm. out my name. And so what does it look like for you to be still because you're in this healing journey, but to call out to him, maybe in a way that isn't like yelling out to him, or maybe some days it is like, what, what does that look like for you to just call upon his name, to call upon heaven when you can't even feel like you can comfort and help yourself? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, you, you know, personally, but I'll share with the audience kind of what these last couple of years have been like for me. So, um, I got sick a couple of years ago and sent me into the season where I was in bed for about a year and a half and am just recently starting to see healing and thank God I'm able to get up out of bed and everything now. But I was kind of put into this state where I was helpless. Like I didn't have an option, but to be still before God, because I was just in my bed. And I mean, there were so many moments throughout these last couple of years where I have been absolutely brought to the end of myself and had nothing left to give and didn't have any physical strength and was so weary because with sickness, like you, you never know when it's going to end. It's not like you, it's not like if you are going through something hard and you have a set date on when it's going to end, you, you don't know. And so it was just, I had to continually just lean on the Lord and let him be my strength. And so some days that looked like me, you know, just crying and just, just being honest with him about how frustrated I was and how tormenting this season is and how I just want out of it. And like, why am I not healed yet? And bringing all of the questions to him. And then other days it looked like me just like not even really having any words to say and just letting him just love on me. And then other days I felt hopeful and was like inspired to like get my word and like felt the joy of the Lord. So it's just, I think it's just allowing Jesus to meet you wherever you're at. And I just really learned because my natural personality is like, I just want to be happy all the time. And I don't want to bring the mood down or anything. And I felt like sometimes I could wear this mask of like, okay, let's pull it together now and make yourself presentable. Like don't walk into the room sad or upset, but I, this season has just brought me to the end of myself unlike any other. And so I think the Lord has just shown me that I have permission to show up however I am. And he's Mm -hmm. not expecting me to look a certain way or have anything put together because my identity is in Jesus and he just wants me to come as I am. And, um, and plus you can't find healing unless you're honest. And so if you're hiding something, if you're not being honest about where you're at and what you need from the Lord in this moment, then he can't provide that for you. And so I've just learned just the beauty of just being wherever I'm at with the Lord, but then also allowing him to meet me with his grace and his empowerment to maybe rise above those emotions that I'm facing, where if I'm feeling hopeless or discouraged that he wants to breathe hope into me and, and courage, and he wants to uh, give me hope for the future. And so not staying where I am, but presenting 
myself to him and then just allowing him to breathe on me and give me the the strength to move forward. Wow. Because it's exhausting to run. Yeah. It's exhausting. And mm. you literally can't when you're in your bed, you literally can't outrun him. And mm. girl, have there been days where you didn't feel like he was close? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, tell me about that. Cause that yeah. you feel abandoned. Like you literally feel abandoned. Like I can't even imagine Jesus on the cross. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah. Yeah. And no, and that's, and I was going to say that that's why the Lord has just given me such a deeper revelation about the gospel in these last couple of years and how there are a lot of times where, I mean, all of us, we're not going to feel the love of God, but whenever I don't feel the love of God, I take a moment and just think about the cross. And I think about Jesus dying for me and really sit in that and think there's no way that God couldn't love me because he literally came as a man. He humbled himself from heaven and died for me. And if he's willing to go through that, then that's, that's enough proof that I need to know that he loves me. And, um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely times in life where, our circumstances are going to try to convince us that God doesn't love us or that he's forgotten us. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even me, everything that I said before the beginning of this podcast, where I know that God is the healer and I know that his will is for me to be well, but my experience isn't lining up with that. And so, you know, it's that tension of, am I going to let my circumstances define how I view God or am I going to let the word of God dictate how I view the Lord. And so that's been something I've had to wrestle with and to bring my hard questions to the Lord and to not allow, it's been a fight to not allow my circumstances because, you know, what you feel in your body is so real. And sometimes it can feel more real than what you just read, you know, in a Bible. And so it's, it's taken the Holy spirit to really strengthen me and to reveal Jesus to me. And for me not to swerve from the faith of the gospel. But yeah, so whenever I didn't feel the love of God, I would just remind myself of of Jesus and just remain in that truth. Mm, That's good. And tell me about the people along this journey, because when you can't fight for yourself and the Lord's fighting for you and you are being still and knowing that he is God, but even on those days where you're like, I know, but I, I, I believe, but help my unbelief. How have people been um, alongside you in this journey? Oh, yeah. I mean, community has been essential for me because it's really easy for us to get off track in our Mm -hmm. minds. We don't have people there to remind us. And so my parents have been a huge encouragement to me. I mean, I will FaceTime them constantly. I'm like so blessed to have parents who love the Lord. And my mom is so Holy Spirit led. And my dad, I swear, could like listen like he he like knows the Bible by memory. I swear. Like he just he just is so loves the word of God. And so they will constantly remind me of who I am. And when I'm completely at the end of myself, they'll cry with me and they'll pray with me. And even my sister and my roommates, they have been so helpful. And that's been really humbling for me too because I can so easily, like I was saying earlier, want to put on this front of like, oh everything's okay and like I'm handling this fine. But there were some days where I would just walk in the door sobbing and I just like, you know, couldn't hold it in anymore. 
and they would just surround me and hug me and cry with me and pray with me. And that was so needed. And it's so just beautiful seeing the body of Christ come around you. And it's like the the story in the Bible where was it Moses where he, where he had to hold up his arms, but he yeah. couldn't anymore. And his yeah. friends came alongside him and, and held his arms up for him. And I feel like that's, it's been so humbling where the Lord's been like, you're you're not meant to do this alone. And you're actually not going to get to where I need you to go alone. Like in order to accomplish what I have for your life, you need to be, you need to allow other people to come in and help you and to recognize that you can't do this on your own. Yeah. Because I think they say, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. And for you to be so honest and to take off the filter, to take off the makeup and to just cry and to Mm -hmm. have them weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice, like it makes you feel seen. And so for all of us out here to be a good friend is just to sit and to be present and to intercede. You are worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. Like you are. And it's in the the tough moments. It's in the valley of the shadow of death that mm. the fruit is revealed. Where you are with the Lord is revealed. Like it's easy to love God when things are good. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, thanks God. But then trials come, <laughs> tribulations come, sickness where you don't know where the heck it came from. Well, we know yeah. where it came from, H-E-double hockey sticks. And we're going to send it back <laughs> there because God's will for you is to be on earth as yeah. it is in heaven. Yeah. And we have to pursue that. Mm-hmm. We have to proclaim it from the mountaintops and in the valley. Mm-hmm. And even though we are in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Your mm-hmm. rod and your staff comfort me because you are using that rod to fight off the wolves because I am your sheep. Mm-hmm. And you have left the 99 for me and you would do mm-hmm. it time and time again. You lay mm-hmm. your own life down for us and you're worth fighting for. And it's mm-hmm. that name, the name above all names. When they speak Jesus over you, mm-hmm. like the enemy flees, mm-hmm. right? And he says to, to ask and to seek and to knock. And so we're going to do that time and time again. And we're going to, we're going to run and not grow weary. Like we are Mm -hmm. going to continue to do that. And so allow others to hold you up. Mm -hmm. And I think that becomes really humbling because when you're the girl that's like, I just want to have fun. Like, I I don't want to be an inconvenience. Like, I just, (laughs) I just want to have a good time. And, but then when you need people, Mm -hmm. you want to be wanted. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing with Jesus too. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing about free will is like, he wants us to want him mm-hmm. and we can love him because he loved us first. And mm-hmm. so it's so much deeper than we all see it to be of like a Jesus love you sticker that I definitely do have on the back of my car. I sure do. <laughs> I it's the only it. sticker I do have on my car. I do have that, but uh-huh. it's so much deeper. Like you're right. We can trust God because he sent his son. Like God made flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, like the spirit is with us. And so Jesus, like we pray in the name of Jesus, we Mm -hmm. seal our prayers with yes and amen. In Mm -hmm. Jesus name, we pray because that's the gospel. That, that Mm -hmm. is it. 
And so, oh, I would love, Brianne, if you could just tell us, like, to our friends listening, if they – I just want to hear the gospel through your eyes. Like, tell me about your Jesus. Hmm. Um. I mean, yeah, I feel like I am just continually coming to deeper and deeper revelations of it, but – I, I've heard that. Well, okay. So when I first heard the gospel, I mean, I heard it all growing up in church and I felt like I would almost list it out as this very logical thing. Like, oh yeah, Jesus came and he died for my sins and whatever. And it didn't really evoke an, an emotional response in me. Yeah. And so I remember I was a freshman in high school and I was really wrestling with this with the Lord because I was like, God, if this was the greatest act of love that was ever committed and will ever be the greatest act of love ever committed. Like I, I sure hope it would evoke some sort of emotional response in me. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I just wasn't fully understanding the gospel. And I also was confused because I was like, if Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins, but nothing really changed, if we're still in bondage to these things, then I don't really understand the power of him coming and dying for us. Wow. And so I was bringing these questions to the Lord and I, I didn't, I first off didn't understand what Jesus fully, uh, uh, what is it called? Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I didn't understand what Jesus fully won when he died mm. on the cross and it was our, our full freedom, but I also didn't understand the why, like, why did he do it? Mm. And and as I thought more about that, I realized that God, his ache was to be one with us. It wasn't enough for him just to be around us or, you know, in the Ark of the Covenant being carried around in a box. Like he needed to be inside of us. He wanted to be as close and intimate as possible. And a lot of times we we skip over the whole beginning part of creation goes straight to the fall. But even just thinking back in the garden when Adam and Eve were walking hand in hand with God in the cool of the day, and there was absolutely nothing in Adam and Eve that shrunk back from the presence of God. Like that was, that was our original intent. That was our original purpose. And the whole point of Jesus coming and dying for us was to restore us back to that union. And so now we have the Holy Spirit, very presence of God living inside of us. And so I think once I realized how much God loved me and how he literally came and died on the cross just because he wanted to be one with me, then whenever I think about the cross and everything that he went through to achieve that, it evokes such an emotional response in me where I will, I take communion pretty often now because yeah. I just have realized the power of the body and the blood. And Jesus is our access point to the father. I mean, like when that was the whole point of him coming was restoring us back to that. Mm. And so, um, and so, yeah, I've just been putting such an emphasis on that, especially with my healing, just understanding that healing can only come through Jesus. And so anytime I'm taking communion, I just, as I fix my eyes on the cross and why he did it for me, I find myself just getting so emotional because it's become such this intimate relational thing rather than just a logical historical fact of, oh, Jesus came and died on the cross. It's become so personal to me. 
That's beautiful. I'm so glad you're taking communion more often. Yeah. I think that is the most beautiful thing. It's it's so important. And we have so many churches that just do it once a quarter and we we don't even understand the significance. Like do this in remembrance of me. He wants us to remember him. He wants to dine with us daily. And, mm. and that's just so sweet. Like when you take communion, you're exchanging your life for his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Oh, girl, that is so beautiful. And so I encourage our friends to do that more and more, too, because mm-hmm. that that is intimate. And yeah. I before we hopped on, Bree was telling me how much she loved this season with the Lord. It's just her and Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so no matter where you are, like Jesus is closer than your next breath. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're on the mountaintop or in the valley or on your way to or from either of those places. Like he just mm-hmm. wants to journey with you like you're not waiting for God, you're waiting with him. Mm-hmm. He's with you. And so just be still, let your people hold up your hands and get to know him deeper through his word. I'm just so grateful, Brianne. Like this is, this is so powerful. And I just thank you for walking with him and not leaning on your own understanding mm-hmm. because we can't. No, <laughs> we yeah. can't. No, you can't. Girl, I love you. Oh, I, I love, love you. you. <laughs> I needed this. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. and shining the light of who Jesus is. Even in the midst of a storm, he calms it. Mm-hmm. And we just need to speak his name. Mm-hmm. And so thank you. And I love you, girl. I love you too, Georgia. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Well, y'all, truly, thank you so much for joining us in this episode. I am so grateful for our sister, for our friend, and the way that truly friendships that are centered around Christ point us to the kingdom of God and reveal the Lord to us in such a special way. So I truly pray that you left this conversation better. I know that I did. But before we go, sweet friends, I would be honored to pray for you. Lord God, I thank you for this sweet and beautiful day that you have made, and we are just going to rejoice and be glad in it. Father, I thank you that every good and perfect gift comes from above, and you know what? That perfect gift that you selflessly gave to us was Jesus. (laughs) You are so good and so mighty, and we thank you, Lord. We thank you that the veil is torn, that we can come and enter your gates with praise and thanksgiving and just come. And we thank you for the name of Jesus, that demons flee at that name. Lord, I just pray over Brianne right now. I pray over her health and for her journey, God. We lift her up to you. We bow before your throne of grace to intercede for this beautiful sister. And as she goes through this season, God, may she feel you ever so near. And to each and every friend under the sound of my voice that is also dealing with some health issues, Lord, I just pray that you, the Prince of Peace, the great physician, the great I am, our good shepherd, Jehovah Jireh, Yeshua, Lord, will you intervene? I just truly pray, Lord God, that it would be on earth as it is in heaven, just as you tell us to pray and as we've been studying these past few weeks. And in heaven, there is no sickness. There is no dis-ease within the body, God. So I just speak life over each and every friend listening. So Lord, I just pray that we would see you, that we would have eyes to see and ears to hear, God. 
and that we would revere the name of Jesus in our lives, that you would be our first, that you would be our most, that you would be our best friend. Oh, Lord, you're so good, and I love you so much. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Well, y'all, seriously, thank you for joining. I am so grateful and I cannot wait. We are just going to continue in this prayer series and it is gonna be so fun as we are hanging out with our sister, Ashley Hetherington. I love this honey scoop girl and this conversation about how prayer should be a priority is so fun. So I pray it blesses you, but here, until I see you next time, do not forget, there is a song on your heart. Only you can sing. Your voice is important.